squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. Monotonía, por eso se ve escapada, sin decir nada. Todo es un proceso cuando sale la luna. La voy bien sencilla, como ella ninguna. Y cuando se viste y se maquilla, quiero olvidarse de aquel. Es un problema también. Quiere llenar el vacío con alcohol. Porfa no te vayas, quédate conmigo Perdida cuenta de los días que no te he comido Me tienes como un loco buscándote, no te consigo A ningún me quiero tocar por estar contigo Te pido porfa no te vayas, quédate conmigo Perdí la cuenta de los días que no te convido. What's up, y'all? And this is season two of Phenomenal Epics. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's going to start September. We're in September now. September 2020. Probably the worst year of idiots I've ever encountered. And what we're going to do is, we're going to shoot for 15 episodes. Now, it might be 15 weeks, it might be 8 weeks, but we're going to shoot for 15 episodes. But you guys are going to take us there. And before I continue in telling you how you're going to take us there is, let's bring in my boy, Silvio. What's going on, kid? How you doing? How you feeling? Let's do this. Uh, I'm all right, man. Hanging in there. Every now and again, uh, peeking up at the news and daily events. But other than that, I'm, I'm doing Speaking of the news, I mean, we just we're we're recording this while the Republican National Convention is on and it is absolutely atrocious. It's probably the worst TV I've seen in the last eh, 15 years. That's a tough watch. It is cringy as shit. Cringy. I mean, it is the most cringiest thing I can I can even think about. It is so bad. Donald Trump talking like a robot. This is the time that we are going to get to the next level. Four years of no uh, facts and the police (laughs) armed forces. You know, it's like, oh, God, dude. Man. And then they're clapping for any little thing. They're in front of the White House. Oh, this is just going to be a joke. We're going to do a segment here that we're going to do predictions later on. But I think we should just start right now because I got a prediction for you. Yeah, Donald Trump does not win. Donald Trump does not win in November, bro. Oh, we heard it here. I don't even... Even if Biden doesn't make it to November, he doesn't win. Trump does not win. What do you think? You know, it's a... Uh... It's a tough platform. It, it's it's a scary thought that uh, with COVID and all other factors that people would want to stay out uh, of the voting game. But uh, hopefully people get out and vote. My prediction is uh, Biden barely gets it. 
Mm-hmm. So Trump doesn't win, I'll, I'll back you. But you think Trump gets out of office a la mala, like by force? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm favor to see that, dude. I want to uh, see you know, him dragged thing, out. He's a, he's a lot of hot air for uh, for all of the usual lies and all of <sighs> the antics he, he pulls. Uh, you know, it's I've been trying to do some research and and it's uh, it's hard to, to to really pull any facts uh, that at least that I can find, uh, and 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 that's with a grain of salt. You know, I'm trying to find it, but it's 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 hard to to really give much credit. I don't I don't want to take much away from him, but it's kind of hard to to uh, find anything out there that I can uh, start to believe in. And that's kind of one of, you know, one of the things he's done uh, that I give him credit for is that he's discredited the media. He's discredited uh, fact-finding, you know. And so when he gets out there and just starts spewing so many so many lies, I mean, it's hard not to, uh, you know, it's hard to, it's hard not to pick at him. It's hard not to, to talk badly about him. And uh, listening to him even now, it's, it's it's tough to listen to, but you know I hope he gets the support that he's looking for, and, and if he's really doing good things for the country, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, uh, as I have before, I'll, and I'll be the, be the first second one to get out there and, and talk about it. You know, if he's doing things and I and I just can't recognize it, uh, you know, hopefully time will change my opinion, and and I'll have to. Uh, I don't I don't think of it as eat, eating my words. I don't I don't uh, I don't have any hatred for him, but I can tell you I, I just really dislike him. In, in my lifetime, he's one of the most dislikable presidents i've ever uh had to to listen to oh yeah and these people standing up for standing ovations every three minutes they're gonna have major knee problems they're all over (laughs) like 55 57 years old so So, it's a good squat workout i mean you know they got got squats squats they're doing squats yeah yeah well that, that reminds me do you think there's gonna be a 51st state and if so which one you know that's that's been that's been an ongoing and uh so i'm gonna go no the short answer no but uh i'd be interested to see if one of them can come around in my lifetime i think it's a neck and neck versus puerto rico and dc i think puerto rico deserves it but dc makes the most sense overall but i think uh puerto rico gets in and i'm gonna say around 2027 2026 you're full of predictions yeah you know i feel good i feel good today and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been going through this welding class and I feel good. I feel like I'm a welder now. It is some uh-huh. hot steam sauce. Like I'm in there. Those gas, that argon is all up in my like if I had COVID it's dead now. Argon killed it. And <laughs> I mean, I'm all up in there and the gases are going in the metal and I'm shaving metal and. Like, I got to wear my heat gloves, and I take off the heat gloves to put on other gloves so I don't get my hands dirty. I don't like the welding hands. It's like a shine. It's, 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 like my, it's like your hands are glossy, and you're shining because of all that metal and the patina stuff that gets on your hands. I can't stand that, dude. So I wear <laughs> gloves. My one mechanic buddy, he taught me because he, 97 degree weather. I remember it was about 100 and. It was about 110 degrees for like 10, 10 days. And I went to his job and this guy would wear long sleeve shirts and those black latex gloves. And I'm like, bro, yep. but it's hot as hell. He's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm a grease monkey, but I don't want to look like it. And I'm like, ah, you know, and in Spanish, I would tell him, 
ah, tú estás little pretty, tú estás little pretty. And he's like, bro, when you start working wearing hands, you're going to start feeling it. And then, you know, I'm over here, hell no, I'm not a laborer, I ain't going to do that shit. Then um, <laughs> three, four, what, five months later, I was working at uh, uh, United Airlines and then worked at Pepsi. And I'm like, damn, and I knew what he was talking about. And now welding, shh, dude, is crazy. I don't even want none of that stuff on me. But now you need those welding eye drops. You need the welding soap, the lotion. Damn, bro. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> and I'm just well, doing little future, training, though. you know. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. It's a good, it's a good future when you get into the, uh, into the big mix of things. Those are... Uh... Those are hot jobs. Yeah, uh-huh. literally. <laughs> but uh, we just talk about some uh, the more predictions. My my other prediction is I think COVID is dead by mid November. You know what I heard today? I heard that your uh, your kids are more vulnerable to the flu than to COVID. How's that work? How's that possible? Man, well, you know, we're gonna get uh, gonna get a scientist in here, a doctor, one of these days. But you know, it's it's just the way it's always been. You know, one of the things that we've done with with COVID, and again, you know, these are all just opinions we have here. But my opinion's always been germs that we contract through sneezing or contact. Uh, it's just a matter of how many times we touch our face, how we wash yeah. our hands, our hygiene, right? And so, uh, flus are easy, especially with uh, people who are in the general public or deal with people a lot. So if you have a job where you got a high exposure, it's, uh, it's what, one of the things I become a germaphobe every year. Uh, I add to a list of things that, you know, whether I don't touch my face as often or if I touch my face, I'm trying to figure out if I've washed my hands. Uh, probably a lot more conscious of it right now with COVID stuff, but yeah. it's about time. I, you know, people just need to be courteous. You know, if you got a cold or if you know you're sick, throw a mask out, cover your face, cover your cough, do something. Right, like. right. You know, be a little more respectful. I don't understand, but yeah, you know, that's the way I look at it. Flu is probably easier to contract because we're still doing some some of the same dirty, dirty tricks we've done in the past. Well, they said uh, that kids are more susceptible of, you know, fatality with flu than COVID, and I was like, hmm. Well, and you know, we had got, schools then. What? What? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you know. That's why I've been, you know, to me, COVID is is not a flu on steroids. Uh, that doesn't discount the flu. It doesn't discount the cold. It doesn't, you know, just because you, you, you get something else doesn't mean you're not going to essentially die of anything else. It's just looking at it as a big picture. You know, do we really want to have people suffering? My simple answer is no. Do I understand that some people are going to die? Death is part of life. We've talked about it on this podcast and uh, it is what it is that way. I, I, I get that. You know, that's a simple line. It is what it is. But when you when you think about it is what it is and you're not doing anything to prevent it uh, at a presidential level, it's disgusting. But on a micro level, you know, we uh, we've got to take our own steps and there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask or gloves or keeping your distance. That's a personal choice. I get it. So I'm not up in arms, uh, literally or figuratively uh, about some of these things. No one's infringing on my rights. You're inviting me to think about things and yeah. I've always looked at the media, and I still will, for as long as I, I guess, as long as I have to watch the media. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to inform myself. This isn't, you know, I don't see something on TV and I go, oh, that's what it is now. Okay. Uh, I don't buy into it. I look at it. I, I understand there's a perspective it's providing, and it's there to inform me. You know, it's, it's uh, I don't know if you remember back in the day, newspapers, right? <laughs> you get newspaper all the time, right? 
and uh, they just kept getting bigger and bigger. I'd always be like, man, what are they adding to these newspapers? And so at some point, it's just helping you get information. And now the internet does that, right? Or, or as people like to say, the interwebs. Uh, but you get there and you, you start poking around. You can find information. You can find YouTube, all sorts of places you can go to. And uh, it's going to give you a perspective, whether it's right or wrong. And it's up to you to believe it. Yeah, here I got a um, follow a guy on YouTube. His name is uh, Z Dog MD, and he talks about are the lockdowns a really dumb strategy? And he says they were, and that he mentioned this way back when. But um, he makes some good points in this in this uh, in this video. I just bring him up because he's the same guy that talked about. This easy access or this um, quick turnaround testing where it's a saliva test and it counts the CTs versus uh, positives and negatives. So you're positive, but a low CT or a low number CT count makes you more uh, like spreadable, like your spreadability is higher of the virus. So he does he does he mentioned some of those things and stuff like that. But the elephant in the room today, or this week, was um, we had the NBA boycott their games. Major League Baseball, some players decided to sit out. NHL hockey canceled some of their playoffs. So, my question is this. Are we always going to just have a knee-jerk reaction to a 15-second, 5-minute, 4-minute, 7-minute video? Because I think that's what happened. And I'm afraid that the boycotting of their own games is going to go against them. That's what I'm afraid of. I think it was admirable. For what they did I also have an opinion Extra But again People don't want to hear Remember how it was just Let's have a conversation Now it's No no we need change now But they don't want to hear Conversation They don't want to hear Others opinion Look at Brian Urlacher Already being cancelled The Bears Already cancelling Brian Urlacher One of their all time greats Because he said That he gives props to um, Brett Favre for playing the day after his dad died or the day of his dad passing or something like that. But these basketball players can't play. I need to hear the audio because I want to hear context. But I love it how cancel culture calls him an idiot, ignorant, doesn't know what he's talking about, this and that. And, you know, he liked that vigilante or that protester stopper and that 17 year old that killed those two and shot another one right. he killed two white people and there's no protest or up and at them or calls for change or anything if it was two black people oof, we would be in a total mess nationwide but it wasn't it was white people so Okay, just arrest them and charge them for murder. But uh, I, 
I just don't. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna backfire on all these sports for doing what they did. I I I give them credit for the solidarity, but that's it. Your take. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for tagging me in. You all have a good night. No, uh, <laughs> and where to start with this one? I uh, <laughs> well, let me start with with the idea of uh, cancel culture. Uh, I think a long time ago, uh, before I, I started being even remotely familiar with the words cancel culture, I, I just had it in my mind that people with idiotic opinions were people I just didn't need to listen to, and uh, I'd link that to Erlacher. He's entitled to his opinion. I, I don't think it's idiotic or otherwise. He has the right to uh, use this platform how he sees fit. It's just, you know, you got to be mindful. And then you, you connected that with how he was voicing his opinion about the shooter. And my problem with that is that law enforcement drove right past this person. And, you know, if, if that's the world we're trying to live in, we're going back to the Wild West days where you can just be out on the streets and, you disagree with someone, so you take out your anger with killing people. And, you know, cancel culture kind of links to that because you're essentially trying to kill someone's career or kill their voice. Uh, but the reality is there's nothing wrong with saying, look, your your opinion is null. You, you know, no one needs to listen to you. Uh, that's fair in every in every way. In this podcast right here, there are plenty of people who might uh, listen to this episode and turn us off. There are other people who might listen. There are other people who might agree with us, so on and so forth. But as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't about the fact that he killed two white people, so there wasn't a, a big push. It was the same push. It's just intertwined with what's going on. I mean, anarchy, rioting, looting, that, that's still going on. Uh, it wasn't stopped because all of a sudden it was, oh, well, it's just white people. So, I, I, you know, I disagree there. I, I don't advocate that at all. Uh, peaceful protest, it, it just does what it does. That doesn't mean that the people who are who are opportunists and anarchists who are going in there or whatever label they may have, but people who feel that they need to cause the rioting and the looting. Uh, I'm not proud of that either. I don't defend that. It's just at what point do we stop talking? At what point do we turn around and say, OK, there's a problem. Everybody can see the pink elephant in the room. What are we doing? Why are we just talking about it? Let's change. And our society has had a long history of taking forever to change things that make sense to change. And we're talking about equality here. It's 2020. We're talking about equality. Uh, I mean, I even feel like quoting uh, uh, AI on this. You know, we're talking about practice. You know, we've been practicing for a long time, and we're not doing anything. So I'm just as upset. I think it's, you know, not just, in your other, to your other point, it's not just getting up in arms about a video. It's about the act. There's a white guy who goes down the street, with a full-on rifle, puts his hands up in the air, and they just cruise on past him. They had to go arrest him the next day. And so to put a twist on what you're saying, what if there were a black man? What if it were a black man or a black person, and they had killed somebody? Would the police just look at it and go, oh, okay, that's happened. There's plenty of stories out there where white abolitionists uh, or whatever militia or whatever title they like to have, they storm Capitol buildings. They're standing up there with fully loaded weapons. And all the police do is just surround them, leave them be. If that demographic changes, the response is different. So there is a point. There is a point to say, hold on a second. We're looking at people differently. We're treating them differently. Something's not right. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel in terms of your life experience, but in my life experience, 
with a name like Javier, walking into a room, I have heard all sorts of comments and gotten some kind of feedback that it's implicit bias. Mm -hmm. Just a simple fact that, oh, it's Javier, and then the compliment that's semi-backhanded, which is, you're so well-spoken. Mm -hmm. Where are you from? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, why do I got to be from somewhere? I was born and raised in Chicago. Where, where are you from? And then they look at me and go, no, no, but where are you from? Where, where, where are your parents from? Uh, from Chicago. They were born and raised in Mexico. Oh, okay. So then you're Mexican? I'm like, well, my parents are. I, I was born and raised here. What was, you know, am I supposed to identify? And that's where, that's where some of this labeling issue became such a pivotal point in my life. You know, people are, I judge people based on their character. If you speak a certain way with uh, whatever kind of language, uh, uh, rhythm you have or cadence it's like your boy up here on tv he speaks like he speaks like a robot i think he speaks foolishly i think he sounds like a complete moron when he's when he's talking but other people really buy into what he says i mean look you can look at uh the proof is in the videos of the people who listen to what he has to say and they stand up and they cheer him so people like what he says and it's it's no surprise that he was voted into office as far as i'm concerned um it's just a shame that that's the direction some part of this country is going in and it's not just a small number these are you know i mean i'm listening to these people talking about radical left and the, and the extreme right it's uh it's political gobbledygook that's why i've always wanted to stay away from it but uh that doesn't mean i lean you know one way or the other as far as i'm concerned this year i'm voting for for biden and uh i believe he has the best interests of the country in mind but i'm not ashamed of talking about my vote and uh and who I'd support. I can't support Trump. There's just the inaction that he's done across his four years already. And to give him credit for anything, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find it. Oh, yeah. I agree That's with that. Point. As I lose a tooth here, chewing on the Starburst, fuck. Nice. I don't know where this yeah, cap you know. is at. I got a cap on my tooth. The motherfucker cost Impact. me a lot. I don't know where it's at. It just fell. I got to find it now. But, well... Now a word from our sponsor. Well, maybe because you talked about Trump. And I got to find this <laughs> shit. But um, how the fuck do I put it back in? And then I start thinking about how am I going to eat meat? Because it's going to get stuck. And then I got to poke it and it's going to come out again. But anyway, Dr. Z-Dog said that same thing. That this is a total failure. Starting with, with the COVID-19 government failure. He had a chance to shut down the country. Not get anybody in. Cut off air flight, you know, do that, do what, what he's been talking about doing, and he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Total failure. And uh, it's a joke. He's a mess. He's a joke. And when, when, but the thing is, there was uh, black militias, there's black militants in Louisville uh, going up and no, down. They're, they're everywhere, sure. They're, they're going I mean, up and down protest, and they were protesting peacefully. That's the difference. They knew well, they had a responsibility. Their responsibility mean, was we have arms. So if we're going to use arms, we have to understand what we're doing. They went up with the responsibility. They didn't go up to cause anarchy, to create a coup, to storm the government building. They went up with that responsibility. The kid, the 17-year-old kid, was frightened, got attacked, stumbled, Felt like he needed to kill some or, or shoot people to get away. Not wrong. I mean, not that it's right or wrong. It was absolutely incorrect. It was absolutely shouldn't even happen. And the police 
now they're not going to be pulling out their guns for anything. They're not going to be doing none of that. Like I told you last time, a couple days ago, the police are going to drop arms. They're going to put their guns on the ground and say, nope, we're just going to stand behind this metal four inch, six inch steel plate of tank. And you decide to shoot at us, go ahead and shoot at us. And when you're done, when you run out of bullets, we'll take you guys in. Or you guys can shoot at each other. That's what they're going to do now. Policing is completely changed. Because one guy, one police officer that says, I'm going home to my family tonight, might not be able to live his life the way he knew how if he shoots his gun. It's not going to happen. I have a couple um, uh, law enforcement guys. And they go, I used to ask them. Why don't you shoot in the kneecap? Why don't you shoot in the shoulder? No, it's center mass. It's center mass. Okay, center mass. I didn't know any better. I used to ask them those questions. You guys are supposed to be the pros, marksmen. Can you hit wherever you want to hit? No, center mass, center mass. Okay, so you shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. Okay. You shoot to kill. But I'm going home to my family. Say, okay. You're going home to your family. But what happens when you're charged with murder for killing that person? Well, I was defending myself. Yeah, you got to go through all this investigation, get a leave of absence, administrative leave, go through all this counseling stuff because you shot your firearm, go all through this uh, internal affairs stuff because they want to know if you had the intent to kill that person, all because you wanted to get home to your family that night. Now, does it even pay to shoot the gun? I think about it like this. If I owned a gun and I'm driving, I see a lot of my buddies, they talk about having their gun on their lap as they drive. So somebody comes up, they're ready to shoot and chambered and everything, right? So what do you miss, bro? And there's a Dunkin' Donuts on the other side and you hit a woman or a kid. Then what? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've been practicing. Oh, you have. But you work at Macy's or you're a driver for... A trucking company. But you've been practicing. So you know what you're going to hit. What if your gun jams. And then your kids are in a back seat. And then as you're trying to. And it goes off and hits one of your kids. Then what? No, no, no. It won't happen. Oh, okay. I don't plan to use my gun. Then why you have the gun there? Just in case. Oh, okay. It's like insurance. Somebody told me it was like insurance. I hope it wasn't you. But somebody <laughs> told me it's like having auto insurance. I said, auto insurance? Yeah, yeah. You just want auto insurance. You know, no, no. I say you got to have auto insurance because it's the law. It's not like auto. Well, it's I'll not like clear. insurance. Let me interrupt you just to say that wasn't me. Okay. And if it and if it was, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> just I know I would. I've, I've not used that line. Yeah, it's like auto insurance, bro. They tell me it's like auto insurance. Oh yeah, it's like auto insurance. All right, it's auto insurance is the law. You gotta have. You don't have. <laughs> you don't have to have a gun. It's not a law. No, but if you want to stay safe, well, have it in your house. I understand that. Sure, everybody here's, should have one in their house. Yeah, well, let me just interject this part. This is why I'm worried about the direction this this country has gone in. And it was if you if you do a little bit of reading, you'll find out that during Obama's administration, gun sales went up. Uh, you you find out that years past there were highs and lows in gun sales and ammunition sales. Um, it's just you got to look at the big picture. I think is what I try to at least not. And again, I'm not trying to persuade anybody. 
I'm trying to ask you, think about something for a second. Auto insurance, right? Using that thought process. It's a law. There are laws here that allow us to have concealed carry. It's a humongous responsibility. You're carrying a weapon that in many ways you think to yourself, well, I have no intention of using this thing. I just need it just in case. In case what? Where do you live? What are you doing that you're worried? And then I blame that on administrations. I blame that on politicians. The idea that you don't have any faith in law enforcement, yet you're going to stand up and say blue lives matter. Why are we disrespecting police? Why are we trying to defund? A police officer at the end of the day is human. And I told you in our conversation when we were talking about police, there's no way to judge what makes one police officer scared versus another. I've known police officers who are menacing. You look at, I mean, I've looked at them and thought, man, this is going to be a tough day if, if we had to tangle. And, and in, at times, I think people looked at me the same way. There's an intimidation factor where you think twice, at least, before you go, well, yeah, I'm going to take this police officer on. But at the same token, the amount of people being shot is also reflective of what's going on in our society. Do we have to shoot people? No. Do police officers think along the lines of what you're describing? Yeah, many have. Uh, many of us didn't. We looked at it as, if I know how to do my job, I won't be in a situation like that because I've known what my training can provide. But it's not just about training. It's how you use training. You can tell me that you can type 100 words a minute. But if I stress you out, what's your accuracy rate? And why do I say it that way? Same thing happens with shooting. We train to shoot center mass. The reason being, when things are moving, you're moving. Bullets don't go where you want them to. Bullets go where you, where you pull the trigger and then fire the weapon. If you got lucky, you hit your target. How many times haven't you heard or seen people who the report says they got shot, but they lived through it? So you don't aim to shoot at shoulders and legs and all these other uh, parts because you can still kill people. You can hit arteries. They can die right there. Uh, so it's a tough job. I uh, completely support law enforcement. I was in the military as a police officer. I was a police officer on a federal level. And interacting with the public is a tough job. And it's, you'll, you're just never going to pay me enough. You'll never convince me that someone's out there making uh, buku bucks as a police officer or some type of law enforcement official. Uh, it's just not built that way. So if you're worried about life so badly that you need to carry a gun, okay, just know that there's a humongous responsibility that comes with that. And if you're a civilian and you have to use your weapon, that, that doesn't just, you know, you don't just smile at the end of the day. It, it, it takes a toll. It does. So uh, God bless anybody who's ever had to use their weapon uh, in that uh, scenario. Uh, those of us who have been in those scenarios, we understand what it feels like. It's, uh, it's not always a comfortable feeling. But if you're in a law enforcement position, it's different. So is there intent? Uh, I, I worry that we're going to put police officers in a position, well, that we've already put police officers in a position to second guess, to think more than just once about what they're doing to provide public safety. And again, the case in point I would bring to you, especially currently, is this Kenosha killer. This guy goes up there with a full-blown weapon. Mm -hmm. The police see him. They walk and they drive right past him. Mm -hmm. He ends up getting arrested 48 hours later almost, 36, whatever it was. It's ridiculous. He should have been, at a minimum, taken down where he was. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't there, and so I don't like to armchair quarterback any of these situations. It's just, uh, it doesn't look good. And right. I understand there's more to video and the audio and knowing the context of the situation. 
Uh, that's always the case, though. At the end of the day, I'm going to fall back on the idea of you don't know what happens in a situation that gets hot quick and your reaction time depends on how you live or die. It's it, it's different in each and every one of us. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. You know what I've noticed? We've no, lost our sarcasm. Noticed? We lost we you lost what? our sarcasm segment. And I'm trying to search Uh-oh. for it. Look at I'm looking I'm looking at these papers and I I can't find <laughs> and they're all lost. Like all our our you know what it is? It's because people just got real serious. People just got real like no 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 Does more sarcasm. No more and that's the problem. You know what I think we fell into it. I think we fell into it. And luckily, I try, you know, luckily we've gotten just stupid shit, which, by the way, I got some more just stupid shit. Um, and we'll bring that let's, in. Let's bring in the sarcasm. I mean, if if, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, if we're sar- not sarcastic enough, geez, we're not. We, we're that's our best quality. Like, it's our best quality and we're lacking. We're lacking. Well, you know what? <laughs> In the next episode. That's our best quality. I don't know if that's a compliment, but I I'll take know. it. I feel good about it when I say it. <laughs> but uh, on our next episode, we'll have a lot more sarcasm. We'll talk about little things that we see here and there and then more stupid shit. Just stupid shit is getting hotter and hotter by the moment. If you're just new to the show, we introduced Just Stupid Shit last season. And we're going to take off. It's going to be something here that is going to be one of our biggest segments. We're also doing our illustrations. We got on TikTok and on Instagram and our YouTube channel, our little mini illustrations that we are in uh, uh, cartoons. We're in uh, uh, epic tunes is what I like to call it. And um, they're pretty cool. Uh, We get to just say a lot of random and stupid shit. So... We're going to bring some more of that out, and you're going to probably see a full-blown episode of that. And instead of just seeing us sitting down talking, we'll probably be walking around and doing some activities. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe a little eight-minute, five-minute skit. But again, uh, those things are not cheap to produce, and there's a lot of time. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it makes it. we see how we marinate that. But... Uh, on the next episode, more sarcasm and more stupid shit. Thanks. This is PE Squared Phenomenal Epics.